podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. I'm Ilya Marchenko. I'm Dennis Kudler. And yes, pretty young. I'm Henry Larson. I am Francisco Serundolo. And, and you are listening to the Game to Love podcast. Hey, welcome back, tennis fans. Here we are with a short news clip, but we thought we'd better bring this one live. Obviously, the big man himself, the guy who was undefeated this year in Grand Slams, Rafael Nadal, has been knocked out of the US Open in the fourth round by Francis TFO in four sets in. The biggest shock of the tournament so far. Uh, an incredible performance from Francis TFO. We can't take anything away from him. But now the doors are wide open for somebody else to go on and grab this US Open title, JG. Yeah, I don't even know where to begin, really. Uh, maybe let's start with a photo of Francis TFO. And you can see there how much it meant to him. He must have walked out on court with not really too much belief in himself. No one really does when they go against the big three. So many times you play them and you often lose. I know Gasquet has played the big three 53 times and he's won three matches. <laughs> TFO had played them prior to today seven times, only won, well, never won a match until obviously the eighth time today. He'd only ever won three sets against the big three. So yep. it's just been such a big task and if you accompany beating the big three and then saying in a grand slam it's even tougher it's and it doesn't happen every day so what francis tfo has been able to achieve tonight has been nothing short of remarkable and i want to start by just saying congratulations to him because he didn't play he didn't get win this match because of luck he didn't win it because Rafa was having a really bad off day. He won it through heart, desire, and, and, and ability, if I'm honest. Skill yep. and ability. He was serving down in the first set, 135 mile an hour races. He did one towards the end, 137, <sighs> serving big. We're talking about Kyrgios the other day, how he was serving. Francis TFO knocked him out the park today. And that wasn't really the best part about his game. He wasn't just a serve bot. In fact, Rafa was getting quite a few of the serves back in play and he was starting to read it as the match went on. TFO just played it exceptionally well. I mean, the backhands, amazing. So many winners. He just looked a lot faster than Rafa. And I hate to say it, but Rafa looked looked old tonight. It was the first time I've really felt it. It was just a really hard, um a really hard loss to take. It's it's um it's definitely upset me quite a bit the way it all panned out. And just a big thought I was thinking about the whole time was just looking at Rafa and he just looked a bit old in the press room. Some of the comments he's saying, he was struggling to get around the court at times. And regardless of me saying that, he's still, if not the best, one of the best players in the world right now. And I'm not talking about five, six years ago. If you was to play him in a match tomorrow or the next day, there's a good chance he'll beat most players still. And I'm talking about Medvedev, Djokovic, the lot. He's still he's still at the top of his game now where he can beat everyone pretty much. 
But yet I'm looking at him and I just think he's a bit he's a bit past it. And it's hard to say that because he's had such a brilliant year. And who's to am I just over exaggerating or in the heat of a moment of a big loss? It just feels like um I think it so. was bigger than just tonight. Nah, not for me. I think uh, I feel I understand your hurt and your pain through watching Rafa Nadal lose. I don't think Rafa Nadal played that badly this evening. I think he actually played pretty well in the second set. He looked like it was, I was convinced that it was going to be like the, a Rafa with a comeback, like he drops a set. He might even drop two sets, but he comes through. I just think it's credit to TFO. He played outstandingly well today. And I think even if he played anybody, he would have won. He hit 49 winners uh, in the match today. It was incredible. His serving was impeccable. And the thing for me, I know you're saying Rafa was looking slow, but I think that the pace of some of TFO's shots in the rallies and his racket head speed looked incredible. It's just the whip he gets on the ball to flick it to side to side. Rafa was having to run to the corners to get the ball back in play. And it made him look slow because he was having to run so far. And that's credit to TFO, I think. It's not often we get to see TFO playing that level that we'd sort of expected from him at a young age, but he never quite ever lived up to it. Tonight, that was the TFO. That's the TFO everyone expected. Oh, this, this guy's going to be the real deal. He's going to win the slap. That was TFO. That's the real one we saw tonight. He can challenge anybody playing like that, I believe. And I don't think Rafa's... I think Rafa comes back and I think Rafa still does win more titles. But it's just tonight he was just beaten by the better guy on the, on the night. That's the sad reality, I think. Here we can see a disappointed yeah. Rafa. <laughs> that, that classic face. Uh, but on a plus, I mean, not a bad Grand Slam record. 22 victories, the one Amazing. loss. Uh, you can see his season as it unfolded. Of course, he withdrew before the Wimbledon semi-final through injury, so that doesn't count as a loss. Uh, but this one did count as a loss. And um, during the commentary, there's a lot of times you was talking about how you felt Rafa's going to come back into this one. You can never, ever write him off because of what he's shown in the past in, in previous matches. I mean, the Australian Open typifies that because there was a period where he had a 4% chance of winning the match. I believe he was two sets down, 2-3, love 40. And I think I called you delusional at the time for suggesting that Rafa can get back into that one. And you always believed you said he's going to be able to do it. However, the thing with this belief is it goes only so far. And when you're watching something unfold, I find... I found in this situation that what happened is not just you, but a lot of people are just so track-minded that, oh, he's going to be all right. That when you, If you're just watching the match, you can see he's not actually all right. There was a lot of early signs that Rafa wasn't getting, in that, getting back into that match. And oh. I felt it a lot towards um, the beginning of the fourth set. Well, he was up a um, break in the fourth set. He was three one up. Yeah, and that's, he and lost that's, five and that's when I games saw it. in a row. Yeah, and, and that's when I saw, so the beginning of the fourth when he's three one up, and he's and, and when he first got broken back, you started seeing something with Nadal. He was he just wasn't he just simply looked a bit old out there. And Rafa said this in his press room afterwards and some of the quotes, and it just looked like yeah, I don't think he was going to come back into this one. And TFI was the younger, fresher. 
guy who had the bigger shots, quite frankly. He had more power than Rafa tonight. He was moving it around. Rafa did quite well to make it competitive. You know you're going to get fight from him. That's not one yeah. thing. That's one thing you can never doubt. But this, I felt like, was a situation where you don't blindly just support and say he's going to come back without any... If you're watching the thing, it, it didn't look like he was going to come back. He was 3-1 up. And when he got broken back, it start, the warning signs were really alarming. It was like, <laughs> is something's going on here? This is it, this doesn't happen. The way it was the way it was going, it'd have been a lot better if TFO was up 3-1, Rafa broke back, and then you'd have a little bit more optimism. But from Rafa in a winning position, then losing that fourth, I had a I had a really strong income. You never know in tennis, things can change. Rafa could have pulled some great shots out in the way he can. But I was very, very touch and dry that it, I was pretty confident. I don't want to say confident he was going to lose, but I had a real good incline that that was going to be the end of him, this tournament. I, I, there was just like when we were watching the match earlier with some of those rallies in that fourth set, even when I, I was, I was com convinced he was still playing well because he was still hitting the ball pretty clean. The trouble was... Every time he hit the ball really clean and hard into a corner, TFO got it and got a winner off it or something. It was, it was incredible. I don't think I think he was getting lost for answers, Rafa, on how how do you, wh where's the winner coming from? If I can't, if I'm doing my normal shots, which are normally winners, and TFO's hitting winners from them, and TFO's serving, despite it being great, it wasn't really even that good. He hit fifty percent of first serves today wasn't really like a good serving performance from either player. Both 50% of their first serves in today. So not great on the serving front, but TFO, 18 aces. And I think that tells, tells a story. Like you saw right at the end, he wasn't buckling under the pressure like we normally see from TFO. He served aces. And I said it on the stream. I said, you watch, I think he's going to serve an ace now. When the pressure's off, he serves an ace. When the pressure's on, he's not the same, but he serves in like serving like 137 mile an hour aces, like you said. It's just on the whole, that handled the pressure extremely well. We've got John in. Yeah, he's saying uh, Rafa never got to grips with Francis's serve all night. Was guessing a lot on his first serve and guessing wrong more than half the time. Yes, yeah, that is a, a good point. Rafa was struggling, um, just returning the serve and getting into yep. the points. And when he was, I feel. A lot of the time he's going into the net or Francis was just attacking the other corner. And the, the, the biggest part for me was I agree with Michael a little bit. TFO just seemed the stronger, faster version of Nadal. And that's why I keep saying the same line. I was watching him out there and he started to look a little bit old. And I was getting a bit worried. I mean, I don't old. know now. <laughs> I don't know now what it means for Nadal moving forward. I know you're saying, yeah, he's going to be fine. Are we going to see him go deep in slams again? Everyone's going to say, oh, I'm getting too much. I'm getting too down in the moment. But he's had such a fantastic year with everything what's going off, going on off the court with his wife, yeah. a child on the way, other priorities, all the injuries he's had. I think it's mounting and it's just, it's all, it's taking its toll. And I think it's reached the point of tipping point. And this is just my take on the whole thing. I think it's such a momentous night tonight, was. It's so big for so many reasons. And I think, um, unfortunately, we've seen, we've seen the best. We've seen the best. I don't think there's better to come. And, Not even uh, a roll on Garros? I say that. 
I don't know. Not even I mean, at Roland Garros. I don't know. Let's see what Rafa had to say. He said, I played a bad match. He played a good match. At the end, that's it. I was not able to keep the high level long enough. He took the ball too many times very early. Yep. Um, he also said, tennis is a sport of position a lot of times. If not, you need to be very, you need to be very no. quick or very young. Yes. And he was alluding to that as well. And I felt, I'm so glad. This is why this is the first tweet I sent you because the moment I saw it, I was like, exactly what I had in my head. I mean, I couldn't have said it any better myself. I was watching it and you could tell that Rafa just, he needed to be a little bit quicker, a little bit younger and his body was failing him. Everything was failing him. And maybe if it's not just his body, you've got to think his mind maybe was and not for him not wanting to win. We know how much he gives on the court, but there's so much going off going on off the court with his wife and everything, I can imagine that does play a factor. Of course, he's got a son on the way. He's never had a kid before. There's a lot of complications and stresses around that. And I think it's all taken its toll. It's been a very busy season. This was the last slam. I think there's added pressure on him. All, well, you just, look at all the stuff how he's put, what he's put up with this year yeah, in exactly. the press room when we've been there and all the yeah. signatures and the con constant harassment day in, day out. Yeah, I think he's a man who's just stress. He's, he's just it's all been just far too much. He's overworked. He's it's just intense, and this people, is my take on it. And I'm I'm so sad because I feel like it is now him coming. This is it. Well, people always said this is like the end. A, they sort of like it's not the end, but it's on the way down. Critiqued sort of what I was saying. Like I was saying, I felt sorry for him after seeing him at Wimbledon and seeing like the amount of like stress. Like he sort of had certain moments at Wimbledon where he became not the press raffer, more the human raffer just for a second. And you got to see behind the mask that he puts on for the press, like just for a second. And him like putting his head in his hands just for a, even a split second, just before somebody other reporter asked him a question it was just enough to realize that, yeah, I mean, he's dealing with a lot of stuff. I mean, there's a lot of pressure. Everyone wants to know, are you, where, like, how's your injury? How's your foot? How's your abs? How's your this? How's your that? How's your wife? How, when when are you next playing your next Grand Slam? When are you going to retire? We're like, well, are you bothered what Djokovic is doing? All these questions are constantly being fired at him all the time. It's going to take its toll like on, on his life. And I think, I don't think he's done, I, but I do think it's taking a toll on him for sure. Well, like, listen to this, Michael, 1984, McEnroe went 82 wins, three losses. He never won a major again after that year. Incredible. What I year? mean, I've seen it a few times as well with other tennis players. It can happen. It can happen overnight. I really oh, yeah, believe sure. that. And with all the changes, well, it's, the one it's thing definitely coming to a sad time. The one thing I was going to say is, like, I know that Nadal has played incredibly over the course of the Australia one. I don't even understand how he won that. Like, it was just, it was almost like a fairy tale, the Australia win. Roland Garros, he got the injections, he numbed his foot, he just bit down on the mouthpiece and just went through the whole tournament and said, I'm just winning this as if it was his last ever tournament. When he played Wimbledon, if I'm not being too harsh on Rafa, 
I feel that if it was somebody with a bit more bottle than Taylor Fritz, they would have beaten him that day. Like it's just like if that was somebody playing their best, like TFO today played like you have to do to beat Nadal if he's not playing well. You can clean him off the court if you're playing really well. Like Kyrgios would have cleaned Nadal off the court today as well. Like those type of players who are more clinical on the day, clean him off the court. People with not as much bottle on the mental side goes, no. Mate, talking about Kyrgios, can you see now how I think he's the, he was the favourite <laughs> to win the, the US Open? Now. <laughs> I think he's definitely the favourite. I now. mean, he was the favourite before Rafa went out today, by the way. I showed you the bookies. They had him as favourite. They did. And irrelevant cool. to the bookies, I don't care what they have to say with that. He yeah, was yeah. the favourite. I'm telling you, this has only just showed that even further. But... He showboated against the, the reigning champion and still I'm, beat him. I mean, Kyrgios is, was the favourite before this match. He still is the favourite after it. That's my, that's all I'm going to say on that. And I'm glad I stuck to my guns on that point. Uh, another quote from him is... you got the score is, right as well. Don't forget that. Well, lucky. Four sets. Four sets curious. Yeah, well, <laughs> Nadal said, <laughs> the last few weeks have been tough. Now I just want to go home. I have more important things to care about than tennis. I have to fix a ma major thing like having my first son. So you can see he's already yeah. talking about that as well. He said... Um, Another thing, uh, Nadal planned to go back to Spain to support his pregnant wife. Doesn't know when he'll be back, uh, on, on when he's going to be back. When I feel that I'll be ready to compete again, I will be there. So we don't know when he's going to play next. No. I think uh, he's going to play some, of, he's going to play a few more events this year, guaranteed. We've got the Labour Cup, which is a, yeah. pretty much an exhibition. I don't really get behind it much at all. And I think he's got such a hunger to play tennis. He's not going to just pack it in. But my worry is, how is he going to be able to perform at the top level with all of these other things happening to him and life catching up on him? Let's be honest. It's catching up on him. And today it was exposed like I've never seen before. Rafa out there today against a young Francis TFO with nothing to lose, hungry, hitting the ball well. I agree with what you said about Taylor Fritz at Wimbledon because... If Taylor Fritz was able to play his best tennis for the, for the whole duration of that Wimbledon thing, he probably would have won that as well. TFO was able to do it, and that's the fruits of his labour. We're coming to an end of an era, quite frankly. Yeah. Serena's retired now on the women's. Yeah. Federer is good as retired. Yeah. Um, Djokovic still seems pretty fresh-ish, but who knows? I mean, it can happen quick. He's not. He's not even playing. So, <laughs> but with Nadal. I have I have um a really bad feeling about it. I'm not sure if uh twenty three will be made. I think if it and is I think made, it's all happened rather quick for me. I think if it is made, then I think this if, if anything, this may have come at like the best time for him. He may be able to take now the maybe the rest of the year off. If you're having a son, you can have the best time of his life, like raising his son for the first like few months of and comes all the way back round to then the clay court season again, or maybe he doesn't, who knows if he plays the hard court swing or something like that, and maybe just plays Roland Garros, wins Roland Garros again. It's possible. Nadal also said it's normal that 15 minutes after a loss in the last Grand Slam of the season to feel everything is dark and it's difficult to have the positive energy to look ahead. But days will pass and I'll keep going as I've done my whole career. I'm confident I have the interior strength to do it. Yeah, I think so as well. I think this is what everyone can use in every walk of life, to be honest. There's going to always be dark days. It's about uh, having a positive outlook and keep fighting through it, that better days will be around the corner. 
And this is just one of them sad days for Rafa. Well, Daniel Medvedev should read that as well because that could really play a, play a real big part in his like recovery from... I've, I've mentioned it before when he was playing in that uh, match against Kyrgios. I feel that he's had, I'd say, an unfair reign as world number one. Like, he became world number one. And since he became world number one, obviously the war and all that type of thing, he's never had anyone on his side. He's had terrible run of results. He's had probably a lot of personal stress due to it. And he's never, everybody's slating him. He's ne- not been allowed to play Wimbledon. He's gone out of the US Open, his reigning champion. And I feel like he's probably feeling like this year is terrible if I'm Daniel Medvedev. And I feel that he needs some support as well because I feel like he's had a little bit of a torrid time this year. Uh, it's yeah, not it's unfortunate because he's actually played some good tennis. In I it, know. It's just been, it's, I like sometimes him it happens. Like, like Kyrgios yeah. said, if I'd have played uh, Medvedev 10 times, he'd beat me nine of them. <laughs> yeah, possible. And today yeah. was just one of them days where I was able to beat him. Kyrgios said that. Listen, he's a, he's a real, cha- he's a great player, Medvedev. I think he's still the best on the hard courts. John there just clarifying the doubts on Instagram. Thanks, New York. See you next year. I don't doubt he's not going to be playing <laughs> tennis. I'm not. I'm not saying that at yeah, all. Yeah. But he'll play all four slams next year as long as his body allows him to. Yeah. I don't think he's winning any of them though, and um, it's just something which is maybe an instinctive thing. I might change my mind, and I'm well entitled to change my mind. But how I feel right now, I don't think he's going to uh, push on like I thought he was going to. For example, I saw something tonight. And I don't want to dramatise it. I saw something tonight in the way he was playing. And I thought, you know what? He's a bit, he's not quite getting to these balls like he was. He seems a bit slow. Maybe it was an issue with the wrist. Maybe it was something completely um, not related the, to that the his age or everything that's going set. on. Yeah, he went off in the first set. Apparently, I'm not sure if it was a medical timeout or not. It doesn't seem like it was. It wasn't announced by anyone. He just okay. went off and took eight, eight and a half minutes, Came 10 minutes between points. Okay. No, behind closed doors. No one saw anything. Oh, yeah, anything. it came up as medic on the thing. That's all I reason I was talking oh, about. Oh, okay. So, yeah, so I'm potentially guessing... it was, but strange that he had to do it behind closed doors. We've got John in there saying, the last time none of Serena Williams, Rafa Nadal, Novak Djokovic, Roger Federer, when the quarterfinals of a grandstand was 2003 US Open. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's a, definitely a moving of the guard. And I think yeah. um, this next tweet highlights it right on cue because now we have the updated number one scenarios. So Nadal can still become world number one uh, if Rude and Alcaraz fail to reach the final. Oh, okay. Alcaraz will be number one if he wins the title. Um, he loses in the final to someone not named Rude. <laughs> Rude can be number one if he wins the title That's and he loses in the final to someone more. not named Alcaraz. Imagine if Casper Rude becomes world number one. That would I mean, be that'll good. be a travesty for the sport. I'm going to say it right now. Casper Rude, great player, but I just don't think it's good for the sport that he's world number one. He doesn't fill me with... Um, doesn't fill the stands. He, he doesn't fill the stands, number one, and he's just someone who's plays ridiculous. Like Kyrgios said, he, he's someone who plays every event, Casper Rude, and he just picks up points like that. I know he got to the final of Ronald Garros. He's, he's a good player. I don't want to disrespect him, but I just don't think he's the best player in the world. And for me, I think that's a bit... I don't think it's a good good look for the sport if he's world number one. I know some people are going to agree, disagree. I'm sorry, Lexi, because I know you're a big fan of Casper Ruud. But listen, I'm on here to say my opinion, and that's my opinion of it. If Casper Ruud's world number one, not good. Alcaraz on the other hand would be better. Yeah. But still, I don't know if he is the best player in the world. For me, it's got to be 
either a, a Medvedev, Nadal, or a, or a Djokovic as world number one. If you're looking Zverev, at as the best maybe? player, Zverev just on the on the cusp. On the, Definitely yeah. not Sissipas. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that's the and, scenarios for world number one. Okay, cool. We got here. In Spanish, Nadal did say on the possibility of new world number one, it means that the years are passing. It's life. World moves on. That's natural. Yep. He was pretty much on the same wavelength as me, Rafa, talking about maybe deflecting a little bit off what happened today and just not making excuses for it, but just going along the lines of, we know. I'm not expecting, I can't always win, basically. It's going yeah. to come a time where me, Djokovic, Federer aren't going to win all these events. And this is what we're seeing right now. Well, I think everybody needs to put into pers- perspective is like his year that he's had this year. No one expected him to have this year at all. He won the first two Grand Slams of the year and then got to the semifinals of Wimbledon. I think even that, if he just stopped and didn't play anything else, everyone had gone like, wow, what an amazing year from Rafa. I mean, didn't expect him to be doing that. The fact that he even came and played the US Open, I mean, still got through to the fourth round. I think one of the detriments of the tournament was the fact that he didn't really have any warm-up. I know, I know that I said he could probably warm up as the tournament went on. I don't take it back a bit now because I think Djokovic can do it probably a bit better than Rafa can, to be honest. I feel that Rafa maybe needed that Cincinnati for the warm-up and losing to Chorich so early, maybe he didn't get the warm-up he needed for, for the US Open. Who knows? I don't know if it was that. I think he played well enough against Gasquet. Um, it was an exhibition, that one. <laughs> just, <laughs> well, I mean, TFO, he usually beats like he does to Gas, like Gasquet, so yeah. you can't really say that. Just these things happen in sport. But let's yeah. end on a positive one, because I know it's getting late, and this is Ollie, a big Rafa fan. He said, if you had said in December 2021 that Rafa Nadal could have won two of the next four slams and have a chance to be world number one again, not many would have believed it, yet he did it. He may have lost tonight, but 2022 has been a special season and the best part of it is it's not over. And that's a nice positive tweet there with the Roland Garros title and also the Australian Open one, which come as a big shock. Totally it agree. is really disheartening for me because I was so... I was pretty confident in him winning this US Open and it's been a real reality shock in a way which has um, it's hurt I mean it's 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 sad it's just it's seriously sad I'm a, I am a quite a big Rafa fan and I sometimes only realise when he loses how much <laughs> it's always the same with everything though you realise yeah. how much something means to you when it's too late but not that it's too late but like when it's, when gone. Something, when it's yeah. gone you realise like when someone's always winning you take it for granted and I think I've taken for granted Rafa this year. And this puts it all into perspective, really. What he has achieved is remarkable. It is special. And you year. can never, ever write him off, uh, even next year. But saying that, if I had to give my initial impression right now from what I saw, him move, moving around the court, I don't think he can compete with the youngsters. And when I say that, Alcaraz probably will be better next year. Yannick Sinner will be better next year. All of the others will be better next year. Even to say a Francis TFO, a Taylor Fritz. There's a lot of good young players on tour. I don't think Rafa can keep up with them. Uh, and not just him. I think Djokovic is going to start to struggle as well because life moves on. And this is what oh. we're seeing. We're seeing the next stage of life. We are indeed. Yeah, Djokovic, he's not immune either. He may 
have an extra year or something, but Father Time catches up with everybody. Right, let's wrap it up there. Indeed. Before I cry on air. <laughs> oh, um, but thank you everyone for joining us tonight. If you haven't already, give us a like on the video. Subscribe if you're new. Vamos Rafa. <laughs> you lost tonight, but hopefully we see you again soon. And of course, congratulations to Francis TFO. Wishing him the best of luck in the next round against Andre Rublev. A winnable match at that. And who knows, he could go all the way and lift the trophy. Well, just mad to think that one of those two is going to be in a Grand Slam semi-final. Yeah. Thanks for watching. <laughs> See you soon. Cheers, guys. Sports Social Podcast Network.